Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are doing a news roundup. Since last week, we did a uh, watch along to Spider-Verse. We didn't really get any, uh, any, new, any news out of the way. So we have two weeks or more, really, worth of news. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff to get to. So we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? This is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, but before we go any further into the body of the show, we got to make sure that we always remember our pickle. Uh, uh, <laughs> of it. the week. Pickle of the week. I'll, I guess I'll no, just, just do it today. No, just pickle. Pickle. Let's remember That's the it. pickle. All right. We tried. So, so do I cut out some of that dead air there? Where no, we no just, leave, it. No, leave it. no. If anything, Mm-mm. I should elongate it. Just make it yeah, seem like make it, make it 30 seconds. Long. Add like, cricket sounds. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Does anyone have any uh, DRM-free cricket noises? <laughs> Copyright-free? Um, I mean, there's my, some crickets outside my house. I just, uh, my pickle is from Image Comics. Uh, Jonathan Fortnite Hickman, decorum number two. Fortnite? Fortnite. Who's that? I don't know. I don't know her. But the first issue was really good, so I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, I'm excited about that one, too. <laughs> Ronnie Good. Uh, I am picking uh, Something is Killing the Children, number seven. A word? Uh, yeah, the arc ended uh, in issue six. So this is the second second arc. Excellent. Super dope. Excited. They got an, uh, a nominee for Eisner, so that's cool. Oh, did they really? Ooh, we'll talk about that later. That'd be dope. Okay. I picked Batman 92. What? What's that? It's supposed to come out right before the shutdown. Everyone was looking forward to it, and then it didn't. And here we are. But now it is. The big punchline issue. Got punch an art line. term punchline variant. You got a 1 in 25 punchline variant. I mean this. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Nice. The rumor is, so Harley Quinn ends with number 75 in a couple issues, and it's Harley versus punchline. Oh. And DCQ saying it's a big issue, so the rumor is punchline kills Harley in that issue. No. There's gonna be a punchline ongoing series. That's wild. We'll see. Just change the title. It'll be yeah. Palmiotti and Amanda Connor again. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Interesting. Um, that's the T sis. <laughs> that's the T sis. Uh, this is the part of the show where we'd like to remind everyone to please head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films we review. So do us a favor and go do it. Um, we'll see if we actually uh, actually get to review any more theatrical movies this year. So, probably, we'll not. probably not. I mean... I don't know if it's on the on your list. Uh, I think it is. Uh, there's some theater news this week, so interesting. Um, events. Let's get into events. Um, I have two events. We have Keyforge coming up on the 19th and the 26th. Still running these games on Discord. Um, it's going to be a sealed event for both weeks, uh, as always, uh, with these online games. Uh, so all you need to do is you need to buy a deck on the website. And then we uh, join us on our Discord server, which you can find the link to that in our Twitter bio. Our Twitter is BRC Uncanny. Instagram is Uncanny Universe. Facebook is also Uncanny Universe. Find us on Byte, uh, Uncanny Universe. Um, TikTok. Byte. Byte. 
bite. That's it's the new one. Kids, mm-hmm. kids love bite, right? I was I, I was told that to, to plug bite. I'm not cool enough. I don't know what that is. Wow. Wow, sis. Sorry. Okay. Well, I guess I'm the cool one here. All right. So uh, follow us on bite. I got to make a bite now. Okay. Is that B-Y-T-E? Yes. Of course. I have it on my phone. I I don't have, I've downloaded it and I have not opened it yet, actually. I downloaded it today. Um, and uh, we're also on Vero. Uh, I don't care. Universe. <laughs> um, the last we, people on Vero. Hey, we're, we're still trying to make it, make it a thing. Um, but anyway, uh, so hop up in our Discord server uh, and uh, find out more about these Keyforge tournaments on the 19th and the, the 26th. Play from the, tr- the comfort of your own wherever you play. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. That's all I got. You know what I got? What's up? So what you got? A live sale. What? What, else? what the what? For the first time. Oh um, no! Like if you cry every time. time. What? Let's see. What's, What's different about this one? More um, bricks. More bricks. More everything. Last week was really good. Last week went really, really well. Um, we had Richard picked up a really good comic collection yesterday that he's pricing Oof. today with lots of Silver Age and Bronze Age Marvel and DC <laughs> I, key issues. I saw on the website that we have a nine six Brave and the Bold twenty eight. You guys should put that on there. Yeah, it's only it's only like eight hundred thousand dollars. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, Richard's done that a couple times. He throw, he'll throw on something that's like insane in the hundreds of thousands just for people to gawk at. <laughs> they 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 enjoy it. Maybe one day someone will be like, "Yeah, okay, give it to I mean, me." Somebody's gonna buy it. It's right place, right time, right? I mean, one time we threw on a three thousand dollar Hulk issue and someone bought it. Wow, so really? It was a it was a CGC Hulk one eighty one. It was a five point five. We're like, oh. We sold the one O that we had, and I was like, "Let's throw on the the five O," and then someone bought it too. So I was like, "Okay, well, that's probably works." Test our limits. No, but really, there's a lot of good ones. A lot of a, uh, a lot of good key issues this time. I was a little worried, awesome. but Richard came through because I haven't been a lot of collections coming in lately. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, Ron, at least not at not the gallery area store. But Ron, you got to donate Wednesday. your uh, Ultimate Comics Fallout. Do it, Ron. No. <laughs> I do. I donate some. Do it, for, uh... do it for the stream. Uh, what do I have? Some House and Powers? I got some of those. People like you, those, right? You mad at Hickman? No, I don't want singles. Oh, okay. You know, you know how this works. So it's it's uh this Wednesday today at seven, huh? Yeah, today at seven p.m. We kick it off at like six fifty, and then we hang out and chat a little bit until like seven oh five when it really starts. Okay. And Ron's gonna be on this one. Yeah, he is. <gasps> what? Just like I say every week. Speaking of Ultimate Comics Fallout number four, Ron and I have gone on quite a journey with this book. Really? Because, yeah, we got it kind of around the same time, I think. Yeah, more or less. And, you know, when we worked for the company and we were new. Um, and we paid, I don't know, probably like in 75 to 100. Well, oh, you wild. And I didn't pay that much for it. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember how much you paid for it. Either I probably way. paid like 20 bucks for it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But, like, it went up. Maybe I paid like fifty. I don't know what I paid for it, and then went up to around a hundred, and then dropped way down to like twenty bucks. Yeah, and now it's back up again. Back up On to like there's back a, up again. There's a nine four. They're sold for three bills. Oof. Ooh. Ooh. Good stuff. Yeah, it's wild. But anyway, so that's exciting. Um, 
maybe I'm actually off this Wednesday, so maybe I can watch the. Uh... <gasps> no, I thought you were gonna say come in. Oh no. Yeah, come okay. through, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on. I'll be on. Next week, if those uh, omnibuses come in in time, we're definitely doing those. I ordered a bunch of those for the live sale. Ooh, cool. There's like clearance omnibuses. Yeah. Awesome. Those are, and those are always a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ron, Ron, what about you? What about the baby boy briar patch? Whenever we plan it out, it's not, it hasn't been planned yet. I've been busy. Yeah. One of these days. Ron's going to come through one day. Austin's like, he's never going to do it. And I'm like, yes, he is. So now I feel Ron's really motivated. To get run on. That's right. We're gonna have fun times. Um, what I done did. What you done do? What you done do, Ron? So I know one two thing weeks you did. ago, I went and shot a gun. Oh, where? Yeah. That was fun. Like uh, at a shooting range or what? At a, at no. a range, yeah, indoor indoor range. Um, off I ten. Okay. Can't remember the name of it, but uh, I shot two different pistols. Okay. It's very interesting. Was that the first time for uh, you? That was my first time, yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably do it again. So there you go. That's okay. how that works. I don't like it, and I'm going to do it again. I mean, I should probably know how to. You know, I mean... Go flop, flop. <laughs> when they do live flop, apex. Flop, Make it go uh, click, clack. I'll be ready to oh, go for, for live apex. Live. So what you're <laughs> saying is, is video games are making you violent? <laughs> yes, of course. I guess I'm just like desensitized to it now. Biden was right. Wow. Wow. Just kidding. Just um, kidding. What was the what was the video game the anti video game lawyer that was like super oh litigious? Oh dude, like, I can't. You know, I don't remember his name. Jack I Thompson. Remember. I think it's Jack Thompson. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, that's that's I wrong. That's wrong. Yes, it is Jack Thompson. It's, I googled it. Um, anyway. Is that all you done did, Ron? You you went and shot a gun? Yeah. Other than that, you know, just watching TV and, you know, I finished Avatar. That's cool. And all, three all three books? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Other than, wow. that, oh my other than wow. that, I'm probably going to rewatch it because oh, it's good. Starting Cora now? If it was on Netflix, yeah, but. You I don't, don't have the Blu-rays? I do, but I don't. But you got to get up I'm and put them in. When I'm, you know. Mm-mm. I play them on in the background. You know That's saying? why you got to buy digital. You're right. You're right. Yep. Yup. I'm trying to. That's it. I don't know what I, I did. Um, last night. Well, last night of recording this. So Sunday night, I played a RPG run by uh, Dwight, the store manager of the uh, Clear Lake location. Played some Changeling, cool. the Dreaming. It was a lot of fun. Um, I haven't done much, you know. Coronavirus, uh, you know, <laughs> quarantine, <laughs> quarantine, quarantine dream. We out here, uh, watching TV and stuff. So, yeah, I same. I, I just watch TV. Yeah, I didn't do much. I don't even watch that much TV. Um, no, nah, for real. No, I still haven't like gone out to eat or anything. Like, I haven't. I've gone to the grocery store and that's it. Yeah, I haven't gone out to eat yet. I'm not really. I've done takeout. That. I've done that too. Like once or well, twice. Like, this is kind of ruining our what I done did segment. I feel like I know, <laughs> right? Come on, can like, someone do you guys want to hear about Drag Race All Stars season four? Yes. No. Somebody no. might. Okay, well that'll be a separate podcast that we'll do. Oh God. Drag Race All Stars. So is it like uh, they get 
past winners or whatever, or not even winners. Like, pe- not winners, but like people big who personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't done much. Who's your after. favorite drag queen, Michael? Um, Divine. Oh. Ron? Um, Luscious. Luscious. I don't know if Divine counts because, like, that's like from the '80s, and she's dead. So, not was really. I right though? Yeah. What? Was I right? Instead of person, is that is that? I just don't, one of the it probably is. Just, just make up it. a just make up a drag name. We need is to it, think of our own drag. Michael, names. we don't do that. That's wrong. We don't do that here. No, no. That's wrong. That's wrong. Why is that wrong? I don't know. I'm so sure it's wrong. I, I like um <laughs> Trixie December. That's my favorite. If you mean Trixie Mattel, then I agree. That's a good one. <laughs> did, you, did you make up Trixie? Yes. Trixie's a real one. It's like Trixie Mattel is a real drag queen. Anyway, okay. moving on. Wow. This is you know, this is the segment people are here for where we try to come up with drag names and Dylan tells us whether they're real or not. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I didn't do much. Stayed home. Hard. Did some laundry. I caught up on my regulars. I haven't started any really new shows. I watched mm-hmm. Space... Did I talk about Space Force? No, I watched all that. It was decent. Is it, is it, was it worth great. watching? I want to watch it. It's worth watching. Yeah, it's decent. Uh, okay. Star Girl, Harley Quinn. I really want to watch that new thing on Amazon. I forget the name of it. It's like The Void or something. It's some some movie. Um, it's kind of like Stranger Things vibes. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about at all? Not is it the one that's like a low budget sci fi? Maybe. Because if it is, I watched it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Vast of Night is that it? Vast of Night. No? That's it. That's it. It's good. I watched that. See, I okay. don't remember the things I watch. I have to be wow, prompted. You watch, a, you watch a lot. You got time. That's all he got is time, baby. It's front. It's my like 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. window. Wow. You know. Yeah, like I get home from work and then hang out with Lori. And usually, if if I'm gonna watch something, it's gotta be something we both want to watch. Sure. Same. So, you know, there we are. Anyway, yeah, uh, cool. What but anyway, okay. But anyways, um, yeah. So there we are. <laughs> um, what I done did. Let's get on to the news. I guess. I guess you sound so I, excited. I guess. I, well, I'm trying to I manufacture did. something I did, but like I just I, I, I got nothing. I'm sure I'll think of something in the middle of this. Halfway episode. through the news, I'll, like oh I'll, yeah, I'll tell y'all. It's fine. We should yeah, start doing yeah, what I, I did in the middle. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, let's put a dab in the middle. Also, normally I put the news in order, but there was a ton, so I didn't. So, so screw it's it. just going to be like Marvel, DC, movie, TV show. You know, you know what? It's That's not going to be any. Maybe it'll be better that way. We'll find out. I doubt anyone notices that they're in order anyway. I, I mean, I know this, but I'm reading it. Well, so. um, yeah. Hercules rumored to make his debut in upcoming Marvel Cinematic Universe project. We know we're going to be seeing a lot of new faces in phase four of the Marvel um, of the MCU, but could Hercules be one of them? The Prince of Power has been rumored <laughs> to appear in upcoming and uh, Marvel Studios releases in the past, most recently in Eternals. And his name is now resurfaced in connection to a future MCU movie or TV project. Cinespot reckons, <laughs> reckons uh, the legendary Olympian uh, hero is set to make his live action debut quote in the near future. Uh, whether that would be in the form of a supporting role or as a lead in his own project is unclear. A lead. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> they're also not sure if he's expected to make an appearance in a movie or a Disney plus uh, project. 
I sure. So something. So I think they covered all the bases there. So what this news TV show or movie? What he's going to be in something? Maybe is what someone in a meeting somewhere said. Hey, what about Hercules? And here we are. I hate headlines. This isn't one of them, but I hate headlines where they're like, it's a fact, but it is true, and that like they're like movie theaters might make a decision about Tenet next week. You know what I they mean? Might. Right. Like they might. That's true. Like <laughs> sure. you can't say they're they lying, right? It's like um, they definitely might. Or you know, um, th- such and such actor petitioning to play so and so. Like no, he didn't. They asked him on Twitter, "Would you want to play this guy?" And he went, "Sure." Oh yeah. No, they like, definitely like want to play him though. Or like well, yeah. Chris Evans doesn't rule out returning as Captain America. <laughs> so right. We're back where we are, where he could still be Captain America. You know. I done closed my news wow. accidentally, and I'm trying to find it. So Fantastic Four <laughs> director, Fantastic Four director Josh Trank recalls quote heavy pushback for trying to cast a black Sue Storm. During a recent interview, uh, director Josh Trank revealed that he wanted to cast a black woman as Sue Storm, but the studio's desire for a quote star meant that he received a significant amount of pushback. Um, quote: There was a lot of controversial conversations that were had behind the scenes of that. I was mostly interested in a black Sue storm and a black Johnny storm and a black Franklin storm. When you're dealing with the studio on a massive, I'm sorry, when you're, de- when you're dealing with a studio on a massive movie like that, everyone wants to keep an open mind who the big stars uh, are going to be. Uh, he said, using Margot Robbie as an example, when it came down to it, I found a lot of pretty heavy pushback on casting a black woman in that role. When I look back on that, I should have just walked when the realization hit me. Just out of principle. Those aren't values I stand for in my own life. I can't remember. In the movie, was she adopted? Is that what it was? I thought he was adopted. Was it I not? I'm I don't I forget anything who. about this movie. I forget who uh, was what, adopted. Wasn't Franklin Black the dad? Her dad? You got me. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. I definitely well, don't remember. Either way, I th- I remember watching it and thinking it was weird that they were adopted siblings, but that wasn't part of the story at all, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was clearly just they were like, no, she got to be white. Like, I guess that's interesting in hindsight, but I don't know. Hollywood oh. is, is more, I think, more, um, I don't know, discriminatory against black women in particular. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so that sucks. It does. Um, this probably should have been either the first or the last piece of news, but here we are. Um, <laughs> DC Comics announces that it has officially severed ties with Diamond Distributors. Um, if you are on the, if you are on Comics Twitter, Comics Anything, Comics Internet, you've heard about this. After doing business with them for 25 years, DC Comics has announced that it has officially cut ties with Diamond Distributors. Back in March, Diamond, the distributor distributor for Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image, Boom Studios, and Dynamite. So everybody, everyone, literally everyone, everyone. literally everyone, pretty um, much, yeah. Uh, and all, I'm sorry, informed publishers that it would be no longer accepting new product at its warehouses and shipping to retailers would cease from April 1st, considering the company is the largest tr- distributor of English language comics and graphic novels in the world. This announcement effectively shut down the comic book industry. Now DC has made the decision to end its long-standing relationship with Diamond, informing customers that all orders for DC product will be fulfilled by Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distributors for periodical releases, and Penguin Random House for graphic novels and collected editions starting later this month. 
it's wild. So, yeah, it's wild. I mean, I'll were you all kind shocked of a, when you heard this? I mean, not shocked, just submitted. It surprised it happened this soon. Yeah, I mean, Same. it's one of those things. It's like you didn't expect it to actually happen, even though it was something that we've been sort of speculating the about. The writing was on the wall. Yeah, speculating about this internally for many months, right? Um, even before coronavirus, you know? Um, mm-hmm. we I mean, we've something. had like some insider knowledge about this just through Bedrock, you know? Correct, correct. But now it's finally it's finally happened. But I thought, like, when we when we heard about it, maybe like a year ago, I thought it was going to be like, this would be a few years until something happened. You know? Right. So I think I think the pandemic just kind of forced them to try out new distributors since they started doing it because Diamond wouldn't. Wasn't know? shipping, yeah. They were, right. yeah, they were shut down. So I think it just kind of eased, like it, it threw them in the deep end, you know? It was like, here you go. And then we, so Bedrock's been getting it through UCS. Right. For, and like people were messaging us when they announced us on Friday, like, oh, are you, are your comics going to be late, you know? Or are there going to be some, some problems? Because Bleeding Cool posted that and, I, and other local comic book stores posted that you know yeah, like about like, how yeah, angry, we've been how, good <laughs> they're like other stores were like we're like talking about how angry they were and saying dc books might be late because they have to do the transition you know right but we've been doing this for like we quietly Since, transitioned to this yeah the pandemic began basically right. yep. before dc officially left diamond we've been ordering from ucs because mm-hmm. if new books are coming out we're going to get the new books now a lot of stores didn't do that didn't have that luxury mm-hmm. weren't able to you know, we are pretty lucky in that we have five stores and, you know, we're, we've been around for so long and, you know, right. we, can, we can take some of those risks, you know, um, some of the smaller retailers can't. Um, so, so there's no like growing pains cause we already no, did it already weeks it. ago, you know, yeah. all, all and it's growing, been going really well. I think yeah, all the growing pains are all internal. It, it would never come to a customer. You'd never know. That, right. You would never know. If it wasn't yeah, the internet, you'd never know. You know, Please. you would never know where the books. Came I mean, from. you might if we did have to transition now, and we had like existing Correct. orders through Diamond, then we had some delays. Like you might, but we right, already did right. it, so right. So it's happened. All of the Bedrock customers will. This will affect you in no measurable way. Literally none. Yeah. Literally none. It'll affect us to a degree. Like it makes pulling weird, and mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of internal things. But again, like that has nothing to do on customers or. Book prices well, they announced or, today that they're integrating with Comic Suite and and stuff like that. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Oh, like just like a couple hours ago. Oh well, good. <laughs> that well, that's and solves all. The I time. like it better. I, well, I'm not you know checking in comics anymore, but like just from a standpoint of getting it on Friday, that seems cooler than yeah, yeah having different. to pull in a rush the day before. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we we solved that problem on our own at Sugarland because we set right. up our Wednesday books to go get picked up at Tuesday, so we get them eight a.m. Tuesday morning without fail. Um, right. So I don't have to wait. Well, on. now there's more room for error, you know. Right. Exactly. Like this week, a couple of our boxes were missing, and luckily it wasn't a Tuesday. You know, we had and then they came in on Monday. Right. You know, so it wasn't that big of a deal. So, you. If you uh, are seeing all the doom and gloom news online, there is really not any doom and gloom. This isn't the end of comics. This isn't the end of DC. This isn't the end of Diamond. I've seen a lot of it. There's a lot. I see a lot of negativity in the retailer groups, and I get it. But customers should have really no... None. Zero problems. None at all. Because realistically, when I'm in any store 
in the world. I'm not thinking about what distributor they got this item from. Right. Yeah. You know. As long as it's there, it doesn't really matter. Right. Like right. it's still DC. Like if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. It doesn't matter where we get it. It's like when oh Disney put the Dark Phoenix movie out, you know? It's like a new right. distributor, but like it means nothing to us. Like it still sucked. Not right. saying DC sucks, but you know what I mean. Right. Like it's the same product. Nothing's gonna change. I mean, that's what I'm hearing, but Uh, anyway um all right so that's the that's the big uh that's the big comic news that's the huge comic news um but really don't even worry about it no problems on our end are we gonna have a monday launch party if if there's a okay we can work we can talk about that how do y'all feel about this with the dc books supposing to come out on tuesdays now I get it. it. I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it because I feel like, as Johnny customer, you know, um, mm-hmm. with the exception of the hardcore of hardcore people, uh, I don't want to make two trips a week sure. to the shop. I but you have. I can to, tell you from Wash that most people are just coming in on Wednesday. Right, I know, but then you so. get the people who are like, oh, I missed out on this book. Maybe you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, on Tuesday, hopefully, which is common. Now they just start to actually put it on their pull list, so it helps well, them. That that helps us actually order what we need to order now. You know, that's true. Well, if they care about condition, that bothers them too because they can't. Sure, they don't get to sure, pick sure, sure. the pick the best comic. Yeah, so I, I think don't know, it would the, annoy me as a like if there's a book that's really hot, like that no one anticipated would be big, then right. you have to go in two days that week. Right, especially now. But you're right. It might help with people. They might have more foresight now and be like, oh, I'm going to put this. Maybe I'll add this to my subscription list and make it easier for us. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll maybe. Um, director Ari Aster um, describes his next project as a four-hour nightmare comedy. Ari Aster's first two features are widely considered to be among the best horror movies of the past few decades. And fans have been eagerly awaiting official word on the filmmaker's next project. Although he didn't go into too much detail, Aster has finally provided us with an update. For reference, this guy did uh, Midsummer and Hereditary, the best movie. Um, Aster revealed that he is working on a quote nightmare comedy, having just finished uh, a new draft, and he said, "quote All I know is that it's going to be four hours long, over seventeen years of age." I don't really. What does that mean? I don't know. What Over that seventeen means. years, like of NC seventeen. Like NC seventeen. Yeah, I, I guess so. Or R rated. It sounds like he doesn't care about making any money. Well, I mean, like, did you see? I mean, I don't know. People are gonna go watch it, right? I feel like more people like Midsummer than Hereditary, so he might have some like a following now. No, yeah, he definitely has a like a passionate following, but like that's not a commercial sounding hit. Like four. I don't hours think he wants to make a commercial hit, does he? I don't think so either. You're right. Yeah. But good for him. I'll, I'll go to a four-hour movie. Oh, like I'll inter- watch it. Absolutely. Like intermission. No intermission. No? Okay. Um, Straight anyway. four hours. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, no thank you. Actually, like no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Whatever. It's in-game. Plus an extra hour. It's fine. Oh, God. God. Well, it makes it sound longer. How long is in-game? Like three-something. So. Yeah, three-something. That's wild. Um, okay, anyway, Tenant News. Um, new report states that Warner Brothers is looking for a new release date. What a shock. 
um, Business Insider recently shared a report claiming that NATO, uh, the, not the uh, not that NATO, yeah, not that NATO. It's the National Alliance of Theater Owners. Uh, the group, which uh, represents the movie theaters in the United States, believes that 90% of the theaters will be open by July. That's a surprising oh. number. Um, but if the 10% represents cinemas in New York City, Los Angeles, then it's highly unlikely that uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet will be released on July 17th as planned. Why not? Well, studios can't afford to alienate any moviegoers right now, given how social distancing has massively cut revenue from theaters. And Collider believes Tenet isn't going uh, isn't going to be coming out in July, regardless. Um, yeah, it has to move. This movie's not coming out July seventeenth. It's not. And if it is, I'm not seeing it. It's not. Well, so the the statistics are a little misleading because, like, it, even if ninety percent of theaters are open, that's like a lot of rural, rural America, and not. Right. So I think what was it? It's either twenty or twenty five percent of movie going money is made in New York, LA, and San Francisco. Wow. And no, and none right. of those are open. New York is on like phase one of opening things. Right. right. Theaters theaters are in phase four, and it's like two to three weeks in between. So there's no way New York's going to be open. No way. And it doesn't it's sound wrong. like LA will either. So if, if New York and LA aren't open, they're not going to show the movie. I don't think. Um, uh, speaking of movie theaters and stuff, I saw an article... Uh, one of the many about AMC or Cinemark um, about will AMC theaters go bankrupt? Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't, I not speculating whether they will or not, because I'm not a financial analyst, but I don't, I can't really imagine a world, a theater world without AMC because they're so enormous. Mm -hmm. So what happens at that point? Like if AMC doesn't work anymore, you know, do we, I mean, because if AMC can't make it, I assume that also means that Regal and Cinemark and all these other ones are going to have a hard time. Yeah. Well, AMC is in a tougher spot than the others. But, Why is that? Um, Because they're already in a bunch of debt because they oh. invested in like a streaming platform and and a few other, I don't remember what it is, a few other things. They just didn't have any money to get them through the pandemic like okay. Cinemark and Regal and other places do, but... I think they could close and just like boutique theater places like Star Cinema Grill and IPIC and stuff might buy existing AMC right. locations, you know? Yeah. I think in general, like what might happen is just the movie going experience will be more of a niche market. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm okay with like, that too. There's an point. article later about how they're not going to be there might not be like that long of a window between digital and theaters. And if that's the case, then it's definitely going to be niche. Like it's, it's only going to be people who want that experience. It's not going to be like people who need to see that movie because it's going to be digital soon. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But I think if AMC goes under, there's not going to be anyone who wants to buy them now because that's just, no, not right now. Right. Because you have to pay rent for a long time before you can make any money. But I think maybe like after the dust settles, like the vultures, like Regal or, IPIC will be like, oh, I'll buy that one location. You know, they already have the setup. Can you imagine if Regal bought the Dunvale AMC? That's, oh what you're, that's, that's what you're living for, right? That's the ideal situation, is that AMC <laughs> retains their other locations, but Dunvale goes Dunville. under, and like IPIC, <laughs> or IPIC buys it. Oh, you want IPIC? That's the T. Yeah, IPIC. But IPIC's so expensive, though. I don't care. I pay it. 
<laughs> what, what, are, what are the ticket prices that I pay? Like $25. Wild. They I've go up to like there. 40 I think. I've never been, so I don't really know what makes it worth all that. It's just boozy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll go sometimes. Okay. Um, Loki and the Falcon. Uh, I'm sorry. Loki and Loki. the Loki. Lo- lo- Loki. <laughs> uh, Loki and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier may uh, also resume production next month. At this point, it's fair to say that Disney Plus is in desperate need of fresh content. Since there's, I've seen so many articles about how to watch The Simpsons properly on oh Disney gosh. Plus, it's like, okay, yeah, they do need new content. Um, and if The Falcon and Winter Soldier does not premiere in August as planned, there will be a lot of unhappy subscribers. That There's not a whole lot Marvel Studios can do about that, though, as COVID-19 continues to cause production delays across the globe. However... Following the news that Paul Bettany uh, has been forced to cancel a Comic-Con appearance next month so we can go back to work uh, on WandaVision for reshoots, uh, it's now said that both Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki will continue, likely continue production in July. Um, so I heard from, this might be totally false, but there's like a quote scooper that I follow. I follow a bunch of them, but one of them was saying that they're going to release... Um, these show like Falcon and Winter Soldier and and another one, um, another with one. just just three episodes. Oh, oh! And then do the back three later once they film them. So just two parts. So they'll so they'll come out on time. But only seems three like episodes. A, seems like a poor decision. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I prefer not, that. Like I'm I'm impatient, but I'm, I think I'd rather wait for the whole. Yeah, I'd rather wait. I'm not married sure. to the idea that it needs to come out in April. I mean August. Excuse me. Like I, these are extreme times that we're living in right now, and I'm not gonna you know, begrudge M- Marvel Studios because they can't get their <laughs> their TV show out on time. I mean, that's right. a little crazy, right? Right. Like, who... Also, what, what right Comic-Con appearance... What Comic-Con was still happening that Paul Bettany needed to cancel um, It's it? probably a digital con because I've been getting a lot of targeted advertisements for um, horror things and wrestling things where they're doing that a lot sense. of, like, Zoom cons. Where so he couldn't zoom into a, like... That sounds he's, like he's in vision makeup. He can't do it. That'd be even better. Um, <laughs> speaking of virtual cons, I'm excited in two weeks. Uh, I, I really want to see how this is going to work out. Origins Game Fair, which is in Ohio. It's the second biggest gaming convention in the world. I used to go every year for HeroClix World Championships, um, but I haven't gone since I started going to Gen Con. Um, but either way, but neither of those cons are happening. Um, however, Origins is moving to do Origins Online instead. And I've seen a lot of the cons doing some sort of an online presence. You know, they're going to have teleconference panels and visits or whatever. They're also going to have a VR or also just regular, you know, graphics vendor hall that you can walk around in and look at stuff and buy things and demo and interact with stuff. It sounds Whoa. way too ambitious for something that they had to throw together. It does sound very ambitious. It sounds amazing. Like if I don't have a VR, but like I would buy one if that was if that truly worked. You know, if I could just pop on a headset and feel like I'm walking the floor sure. and look at, you know, that'd be really neat. It I'm sure that work, won't though. work. <laughs> oh, that's not there's no way it's gonna be as cool as it as they're making it sound. I mean, it's free. You can go register for your Origins online badge right now and check it out. Uh, it's free. Um, the Invisible Man makes a strong push, but Sonic remains king of the watched-at-home <laughs> top 20. 
and also Ugh. the king of the uh, Oscar noms, I guess. Um, <laughs> for the second consecutive week, Paramount Sonic the Hedgehog was uh, the top film on the list, continuing to assert its dominance in both physical, excuse me, and digital sales uh, and rentals. Combined with its strong box office performance, $306.8 million worldwide in February, uh, the Jeff Fowler-directed video game movie uh, adaptation is one of this year's biggest successes. Well, I mean, okay. Um, which is Which is certainly good news for the studio as they move forward with a sequel. Universal's The Invisible Man saw a big bump from last week, jumping up to number 14, jumping from 14 to number two after debuting on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD last week. Ooh wee. Um, so we'll we'll run through it real quick. Uh, top 20 are Sonic, Invisible Man, Birds of Prey, Bad Boys for Life, <laughs> Jumanji, mm. Bloodshot, Onward, Fantasy Island. Wow. Eight. Crack the top 10, huh? Uh, nine, Call of the Wild. Ten, nineteen seventeen. Eleven, The Gentleman. Twelve, Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War. Thirteen, Doolittle. Really? Um, <laughs> Thirteen, Spies in Disguise. I don't even know what that is. Fifteen, The Way Back. Sixteen, Rick and Morty season four. Seventeen, Ford P Ferrari. Eighteen, I still believe. Nineteen, Knives Out. Still, still making it. Thank you, Knives Out. And twenty is Emma. That's crazy to me that Sonic is doing so well. I guess Spies not. in Disguise is the Tom Holland with Smith movie animated. Oh, okay. Well, he's a bird. Oh, he a bird. Is that a, a bird, bird or a bug? bug. Is that a bug or a bird? <laughs> but I, t- I guess it's not that surprising that Sonic is still killing it because kids are out of school. And These kids uh, must be bored. I mean, I, can you imagine I mean, being yeah. a kid right now? <laughs> Actually, it's got to be pretty lit, right? Because you're not going to school. You're... They probably still won't be going to school. Yeah. Like I don't know. It sounds kind of awful. But you can't see your friends, though. <laughs> Just like, I mean, hey, cool. You get to chill with mom and dad all day, but no friends. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. Um, 2020 Eisner Award nominations are announced. Um, considered the Oscars of the comics industry, the awards, hosted by San Diego Comic-Con International, uh, will recognize outstanding comic books and graphic novels published within the 2019 calendar year. In total, there are 31 categories on the ballot. More than 170 titles uh, received the nod, highlighting top writers, artists, and designers. Um, let's see. what's Best Continuing Series nominees are Bitter Root, Criminal, Crowded, Daredevil, The Dreaming, and Immortal Hulk. Um, limited series, um, Ascender, Ghost Tree, Little Bird, Naomi, Sentient. Uh, what else? What's what's good? Uh, best new series, Doctor Doom, Invisible Kingdom, Once in Future, Something Is Killing the Children, hey. and Undiscovered Country. Um, some interesting. They have a lot of categories like best publication for early readers, best publication for kids, best humor, best anthology, reality based work, graphic album, graphic album reprint, and so on and so on. Um, do you guys keep up with the Eisners usually every year? I do. I, I, I so don't. Do I. I don't keep up with it. I mean, I I'm aware when things win. I I'm I don't I don't treat it um as the Oscars where I look at the nominees and say, "Ooh, I really hope so and so wins." How does uh, we're doing that Saturday at Wash? Hmm? How does voting work for this? You need to have some type of credentials to vote. Okay. Is it sort of like I you think the be... industry votes on it. Industry? Yeah. So you got to pick, Ron? 
for uh, let's see, let's do uh, let's do best best continuing series: Bitterroot, Criminal, Crowded, Daredevil, The Dreaming, or Immortal Hulk. Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Of course. Okay, Dylan, that's also your pick as, for for that as well. Uh, sure. <laughs> I guess I would pick Immortal Hulk because I that's I haven't been reading it this year. I mean, that book is also good. I read the first two volumes and I really loved it, and I just never kept up with it. Uh, limited series, Ron, you got to pick on there: Ascender, Ghost Tree, Little Bird, Naomi, or Sentient. Um, I have a uh, Little Bird here, but I have not read it, so okay. that's the one I would pick. Naomi's pretty great. I like Ascender. Um, what about new series? Well, I guess we already know what your pick for that is, Ron. A. Hey. Um, I liked ones in future. Uh, what I read of it. Something killing children is fantastic. I, I want to. If read y'all it. aren't reading that book, I, it's, it's I really own the trade. I haven't gotten to it yet. It's fantastic, baby boy. Is there a uh, okay best writer? Um, Bobby Kernow for Ghost Tree, M.K. Reed and Greg Means for Penny Nichols. Uh, Mariko Tamaki for Harley Quinn Breaking Glass and Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me and Archie yeah, boy. Um Louis Trondheim for Stay and Maggie Garrison G. Willow Wilson for Invisible Kingdom and Ms. Marvel and Chip Zdarsky for White Trees, Daredevil, Spider-Man Life Story, Afterlife, Af- Afterlift yeah, that's, hard. that's hard That's tough. So who do you like for uh, writer then? If you gotta pick one Mariko Tamaki I'm- yeah, that would be my one, but I like I like Chip too, so it'd be a toughie. It'd be a um, toughie. I can't choose. Interesting. Um, Penciler Inker. I'm not, I'm not going down this whole list. There's a Laura lot. Dean. Laura Dean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. B- best cover artist. Uh, you have Jen Bartel. Wow. Francisco, okay. Bartel. Francesco Francovia, David Mack, Emma Rios, Julian. Um, Ooh, Emma Rios is good. Catino Tedesco and Christian Ward. Christian Ward is also good. It's a lot. There's a lot of good ones on there. That's yeah, that's solid. Jim Martell. Jim Martell is also good. Now who's your the real pick is who's your pick for best lettering? <laughs> oh, stop. It's on there, man. That's a real category. If Daniel Warren Johnson's not on there, he should win. He's not on there. For what? He should be. Because he's fantastic. At lettering? Fantastic letter. Yeah. Yeah. He letters all his his, uh, his works. Huh. Well, he did letter all his works. Sometimes he can't, but sure. I don't. I'm looking at the names of the letters, and I, I'm sorry to say that I don't know any of them. Um, I probably know one or two. Darren Bennett, Maybe. Jim Campbell, Clayton Cowles, Emma Plateau, Stan Sakai. I know and Clayton Tilly Clayton Walden. Cowles. I know Stan Sakai. He's the. Yosemite I know Tilly Walden too. Okay, Excellent. he writes or draws. One of the two. I would assume draws. If you're one, also the, letter one of the two. Well, yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, so there's your Eisner picks. Uh, interesting. Um, if the Falcon and Winter Soldier is renewed for a season two, the series will get a new title. Um, during a recent edition of Murphy's Law, Charles Murphy shared some insight into what fans can expect from a Disney Plus TV show. What is Murphy's Law, Dylan? Do you know what that is? I don't know. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> claimed that. Uh, Quote, coming out of season one, Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson are going to have gone through something traumatic and be different. We don't know exactly what that means, but he added that there will definitely be at one point a plan for a second season. 
and if they did have a season two, it wouldn't be called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two. It would be called. It would be. Yeah, I'm sorry. It would be a thematically related thing with a different name. Interesting, cool. I guess. So what does that I, mean? I, that means that this is a limited series uh, that isn't necessarily tied to uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. To me, that sounds like this is a MCU limited series that they might change who who it's about uh, from season to season, or maybe like it's Falcon and somebody, or Falcon drops the Falcon gimmick and becomes Cap- Captain America and it becomes Captain America and Bucky, or I don't know, who knows. That's what I was thinking. Maybe it's Captain America, but. It'd be kind of sad if there are new characters. I mean, who else are they going to do? I mean, anything, really. All of them. Um, I don't know. I think it's impossible to speculate on something like that, you know? We just did, though. The title change? We just did. (laughs) Um, Star Wars rumors. Disney rumored to be casting Grand Admiral Thrawn for a live-action series. Yay. (laughs) It was probably only a matter of time before this rumor did the rounds, again. Um, but it's now being reported that Disney is in the process of casting Grand Admiral Thrawn for one of uh, the upcoming Disney Plus shows. According to the Diz Insider, ugh, I don't, I'm not a fan of that name, uh, Disney is currently searching for an actor to bring the specific fan favorite villain to live action life. Uh, although there's said to be, quote, no word on specific projects, it sounds as though the plan is for Thrawn to eventually lead to his own spinoff series. That sounds right. Thrawn has always been very popular, even before he showed up in the cartoons. Like, he yep. was a huge EU character. In the books, comics, people love Thrawn. I guess that's a wasted opportunity if they don't do anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, like, I don't know. I have no attachment to Thrawn. I like Thrawn. Um, I, I, but He's a like, bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah. What's really neat um, about the Thrawn series is that, so the, the guy that created Thrawn is an author named Timothy Zahn, created him for some novels. Um, okay. And then Disney, when Disney acquired Star Wars and they wiped out the old canon, they wanted to keep Thrawn, but, you know, the old books, you know, they have to get rid of all the old stuff to make room for their new stuff. So they just got Timothy Zahn to come back and rewrite Thrawn, uh, some Thrawn novels to fit the, the new continuity and narrative. So you still have the same character written by the same person, but redone for Disney continuity. Interesting. So, yeah, it is interesting. I've never really seen that before in anything else. Something they got Alan Moore back to do before Watchmen, you know? Um, oh, gosh. To rewrite Watchmen for the rebirth era. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so no, I like Thrawn just fine. Uh, I'm not a huge Thrawn mark or anything, but um, it's cool. I'm, I'm I know sure Ron's excited. Yeah, Ron loves so, Star Wars. So love Star Wars. Do you know his uh, race? Uh, um, Blue. Yep. <laughs> Blue-ish. Na- Navi. Wow. Uh, no, he's a Chiss. C-H-I-S-S. That's rude. Yeah, I know. Um, you ever notice in Star Wars how like all the major alien races have only like one person that represents them? It's like, yeah, Greedo is the only Rodian. You know, Admiral Akbar is the only Mon Calamari. It's kind of weird. Anyway, Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm reportedly <laughs> looking to cast a live-action Ezra Bridger for a post-Rebels series. 
I've never watched Rebels. But uh, in recent weeks, we've heard a lot of Disney Plus and Lucasfilm's plans to expand the world of Star Wars on Disney Plus. And thus far, it appears the plan is to bring a number of animated fan favorites to live action. Um, in The Mandalorian Season 2, we'll be spending time with Ahsoka Tano, Captain Rex, and possibly even Sabine Wren. But what comes next for those characters? Well, it's already been reported that Ahsoka could end up in her, lo- her own live action spinoff. Uh, while there have been rumblings uh, about some sort of animated follow-up to Star Wars Rebels. Now, though, it appears as that could actually end up being a live-action series as the Illuminerdy... God. Um, All these names, you love them. Illuminerdy is reporting that Lucasfilm is looking to cast Ezra Bridger. So it's like Illuminati, but nerdy. Do you get it? Mm, I'm sorry, I need some help with it. I, I want us to get why can't why can't we report something like this can we just like write an article and say it's the truth i'm sure we can we'll get credit it. we'll get on cbr right or Di- at least disney cool. i'll do it i'll do it now disney okay. plus might be planning a young princess leia disney plus show Ooh, live action or animated what mm-hmm. and they might be casting for it right now and who are they looking at it might premiere in the future either this year or a year after this year wow Mm-hmm. That's they're looking cool. at uh, white females in their early to late 20s. Okay. Um, okay. They're looking like for a Carrie Fisher type, is what I heard. I like where they're going with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How okay. does that sound to you? Does that sound like something you'd that's watch? A, that's, that's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a keyboard warrior and get on Reddit and tear it to shreds, though. Because <laughs> I'm a Star Wars fan. That's what I do. Of course. Leave Leia alone. Um, do you guys like Rebels? No. I haven't watched it. I thought you watched you watched Clone Wars. I, I started watching Rebels of the Wars. I tried to watch one of them, which is the one that has Kanan in it. Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> I tried. Kitty. It it it's okay. It goes with this trend of people adults recommend cartoons for me to watch. Whoa! Well, yeah, hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold the phone. Adults I recommend personally attacked for me to watch. We're getting and attacked right now. I, this isn't you specifically. I'm talking about things that people want me to watch, like Steven Universe. That show uh, is also good. I mean, no, I, watch, I agree with Michael. On that I watch show. five episodes. I'm a new daughter. It it grows with heart. That's what everybody the, says. Towards the back wrong. of it, it's for babies. It's not. It, he grows with you as you watch the show. I've already grown, so I can't be a baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you trying to be a baby? Not everyone can be a baby boy, Ron. Baby boy. Everybody's that's, a baby that's boy. That's why Ron likes Steven Universe, because he's a baby boy. That's true. We got yes, it. everybody's a baby boy. Oh. <laughs> what? True. What? Um, but either way, like I feel like this happens a lot. Like uh, Stuff, uh, cartoons get recommended to me because they say it's for kids, but like you know, adults like it too. And then I just, I just don't. Um... I'm really picky with cartoons, I guess. Um, but Rebels just really didn't melt my butter at all. And I watched the first five or six, and I was just like, I'm really trying really hard to pay attention here, and I don't care. So I'm sure I am in the minority. Of, I mean, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars, but I just... People love that show. I know they do. I know they do. There must be something about it that we don't see. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't be a week without news of like this. 
HBO Max boss responds to criticism surrounding the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League. We got to have Snyder cut news every week. Um, during a recent interview with The Verge, HBO Max boss Tony Gon Gon Calves, <laughs> all right, uh, was asked about the decision to hashtag release the Snyder cut, and made it clear that this should not be viewed as the new norm. Look. Definitely not a precedent. And you're right. There's different types of fandoms. There's the fandom you just described, and then there's other fandoms. Okay. Um, my reference to the fandoms, my reference to the fandoms is the fact that we're in a space where consumers are loud, consumers guide, and we absolutely have to listen as industry. Uh, I had a boss that once said, industry and consumers aren't always aligned, but consumers tend to win. It's a fine balance. So, okay, he says it's not a precedent. But then consumers are loud and consumers guide. We absolutely have to listen. So what I said, nothing. What I'm hearing is be loud enough about the stupid crap that you want and we'll make it. I mean, that's what I do. Vote with your dollars, you know? Right. Vote with your time, you know? So be on Twitter all day talking about Snyder Cut? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that worked, though. That works. But we've never seen something on that level, so. No, this is. They would have to really organize to make it happen again. This is top tier. This is like, um. well, I mean, I don't know. They brought Family Guy back. They brought Firefly back, right? Um, no, Firefly never came back. I thought it did. Well, they brought Family Guy back. Um, this is definitely the biggest of the things like this, of the fan, you know, demands. Mm-hmm. I. I'm really. I'm glad I, he said that's not. A, it's not a precedent. You know. I think he's talking about the air cut. Right. Oh, because <laughs> sure. sure. people are now asking. It's like, I don't know. It's like when you buy a kid a toy and they're like, another one. You know. It's like, calm but down. What if the, one. the Zack Snyder's Justice League is wildly successful? Then we'll get more. Yeah. But it, it's too early. You know. There's absolutely no way this movie makes them a ton of money. No, I will. Are they going to release they, it? They won't. On... They won't be able to measure it because it'll be on HBO. They'll see right. if there's new signups, but they're not going to be like, "It made this amount." Well, never know. No, they're going to. They're going to release it. Physical release on theaters. Yeah, uh, physical release too. Oh yeah. man, if they did a Fathom that, event, that sexy Blu-ray, you know, we're going. We're going to the Fathom event. Oh Absolutely. yeah. Straight four hours, dog. The Can the you... double feature. Oh no! Of Justice League and Zack there, there was Justice a customer League. in the store today who referred to it as Justice League. Did he really? I love that. Sure did. I wish I was there. I know. And then I was petitioning for. I really hope it to be four hours. And the guy was telling me he really was hoping it would be more TV show format. Like, but it wasn't shot as a TV show. You can't just you cut don't know something that. into. Just pause it. Just pause. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> God. Um. A brand new character will inherit the cape and cowl from Ruby Rose's Cassandra. I'm sorry, Kate Kane. Um, we recently found out that Ruby Rose has parted ways with Batwoman and will not be returning for the already renewed second season. We were told that the CW has already begun the search for another actress to suit up as Gotham's Scarlet Knight, but the Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that they are planning to replace Kate Kane with an entirely new character. Um, oh. The character is described as, quote, likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. She's nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. All right. 
Um, with no one in her so. life to keep her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD, masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who would steal milk for an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly dis- disciplined. Undisciplined, excuse me. An out, an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all-American hero. Cool. My goodness. Fam. I mean, there's nothing to go on, really. No. I mean, is this a code name for a... An existing DC character, or is this just a new character? I, I would hope it's an existing character, but that's not what it sounds who, like. Who could they do that's a lesbian or gay? You know, I don't know. Right? Queer. Yeah, no clue. What are, What are they saying? It. Um, and um, spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD, masking her pain with bad habits, steal milk for an alley cat, and kill you with her bare hands. She's the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly undisciplined, and out les an out lesbian. Athletic, okay. raw, passionate, fallible. I don't know. Maybe they could yep. do like, aren't there like golden age Batwomen? Oh yeah, for sure. Like in the like, yeah, there's Batwomen before that one. Well, maybe they could Ryan? do that. Who are we? It's no one. I looked it up. That's not a DC character. Okay. Um, I don't. know. I think there might just be a new person. You think they're just making a, a, a new wild. I mean, I'd be okay with that, I guess. I mean, I'm not, I'm not watching the show, so it doesn't really matter. But like, yeah, it doesn't matter to me either. <laughs> they're in a they're in a tough spot because I don't like. How do you replace that character? Like, I could see recasting, but replacing it and not losing the representation that you had originally. You know, right? So, like, you you have a, a a lesbian as a lead, which is a big deal. But then, like, do you just make another character? be Batwoman that's also a lesbian that seems kind of like contrived a little bit you know sure sure but I get why they do that because you don't want it to be like trading a straight down. person now you know right right I don't know it's tricky but it they have Luke Fox on the show he's a supporting character and he's I like in the Batcave already so I think it'd be cool if they I thought it would have been cool if they just canceled Batwoman and done like a Batwing show you know yeah. Batwing in the comics mm-hmm, mm-hmm but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's... I'm hoping it's a Golden Age Batwoman. That'd be cool. That would be neat. Um, Daredevil news. There's now less than six months until Marvel regains the rights to the Man Without Fear. We could all use some good news, given what's happened in the world, happening in the world right now, and Daredevil fans are bound to appreciate this. As noted by the Save Daredevil Instagram account, there are less than six months to go until the rights mm-hmm. of the Man Without Fear return to Marvel Studios. Um, while Disney owns the character, Marvel Television Marvel Television's deal with Netflix means they have two I'm sorry, means they have exclusive streaming rights to any content featuring the Marvel comic superhero for two years. So that's exciting, I guess. That means uh but who knows who knows what they're gonna do with it. They're not gonna necessarily make the same Daredevil thing. They're not gonna bring it back with the same cast and stuff. They could though. They could. They won't. They no. won't. No. Feige doesn't want to play with uh, Jeff Loeb's toys. You know what no. I mean? Now, I think it would be really awesome. I'm sure they will make a great Daredevil whatever they make because it's Marvel Studios and they make good content. Um, it won't be the same though, you know? Right. No. I'd like to see it on a bigger budget, like on a Disney-style budget, see what they could For do. Sure. 
Um, 90 day theatrical window likely to be a thing of the past in the post COVID-19 world. Uh, this is the article Dylan was referencing earlier. Deadline spoke to Wall Street analyst Robert Fishman, and he believes that, quote, this is a different time. I'm sorry. This time is different in that all the major studios are likely to be more aggressive with windowing strategies. As long as multiple studios push forward with PVOD or some other form of window changes, the balance of power in favor of studios shifts even more in their favor and reduces the leverage the exhibitors have as they would now be unlikely to boycott multiple studios, uh, upcoming releases. Um, that's a shot at, uh, AMC. Um, now theaters will just have to accept the, the traditional 90 day theatrical window as a thing of the past. Fishman believes that the standard 90 day dark period between, between theatrical release and the home video is an inefficient period that studios can no longer afford. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that Dylan? Or do you think that's, um, an excuse to sort of try to get more money out of it. Do you think that's like trying to get a goal that they already had and just using the current climate to. I think they just, this is their window, you know, yeah. they're like, let's kind of like with DC and diamond. They're just like, all right, well now we can demand more because theaters are hurting. So we can make them strong arm them into shortening the window. Cause they have to, you know, cause it's that or die. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. I like it and on one hand because I'd like to be able to watch a movie quicker after I've seen it in theaters. But yeah. on another hand, it's like not cool towards theaters, you know? That's like yeah. if comic book publishers were like, I don't know. Well, because comic book publishers... I guess we're I mean, already in that boat. Like, yeah, comic is already day, digital day same day. Mm -hmm. or earlier right but comic book stores are very niche you know so that's what i mean about theaters like it the shorter it gets the the more like comic book buyers are people who like want to collect comic books and want to read physical copies you know what i mean right mm -hmm. the theater like if the theater stay open and the window is small it's going to be people who want to have the, the theater experience and that's it right like because me. like i want the theater experience for sure right I value it. But it's it's hard to justify if you don't care about that because you're like, I could just see in a month. And especially when there's a, a specific window. like So with the 90-day window, movies kind of fade away and then eventually they come out on Blu-ray, you know? Right. But with a month, like a thing can stay in the theaters for a month. You know what I mean? Right. And, and then, then like, it's yeah, so in the three-week period, like say Avengers Endgame has been in theaters for three weeks, you're like, oh, I could watch it at home in a week, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And it'll it'll hurt them a lot because things play out for a really long time. So that, like Knives Out did really well in theaters for months, you know? Right. And with one month it's just like you gotta have like that quick burst, like um I don't know. Like I'm trying to give a movie that did that, but you know what I mean. Something that, that right. burns bright really quickly and then just kinda of fades away. It's gotta be that kind of movie. Yeah. You're you're totally right. It's sad. Um, it is like I don't want. I definitely don't want theaters to go away. Um, but Wandavision reportedly casts Evan Peters in mystery role, um, according to Murphy's Multiverse. Um, X Men <laughs> Apocalypse and American Horror Story star Evan Peters join the cast of Wandavision. The actor has reportedly signed on for a quote key role in the, in the Disney Plus series, and has said that he landed the part late last year before filming 
his scenes soon after. Uh, there's no word whether uh, who he could be playing, though there's bound to be speculation that it's Quicksilver, since that's who we played in X-Men Apocalypse. So that sounds about right, right? I mean, I don't think I don't think he's gonna be Quicksilver. No, no. I'd be no. shocked. I would be too, but maybe that's you know. I mean, that'd be awesome, but I just don't see them bringing a Fox character because then you open the door for all those other losers, you know. That's true. But but then on the flip side, it does open the door for Fastbender and McAvoy, which right, I'd be okay. Oh, so there was a way to just carry them over and no one else. That'd be I cool. Mean, but they can do whatever they want. That's the thing. So we'll see, I guess. But then it's weird to see mixed cast like that, you know? Yeah. But we've never really I mean, encountered they, this before. I mean, Spider-Man brought back uh, uh, J. Jonah. That's true. That's true. So. But that's Sony. Kevin Feige hasn't done that yet. Um, I mean, does I feel like Feige had to have been in the talks for that. Yeah, I'm sure he was in talks. Right? So there's a precedent. It could happen. But I... I heard he was playing uh, some of the rumors said Morpheus for some reason. Really? And that like it's set up. The Matrix? No, isn't that his name? <laughs> the, the, yes. He's basically yeah. like Satan. Yeah. Um, they said that he has a cameo in WandaVision or a small role, and then he's the main villain of Doctor Strange. Multiverse cool. of Madness. Um. Birds of Prey director Kathy Yan responds to Suicide Squad helmer David Ayer, quote, I know the pain. Um, it's no secret that changes were made to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey as um, Chad Stahelski, Stahelski was brought in to mm-hmm. take uh, charge of some second unit work, which added additional action scenes. However, after leaks from test screenings claimed that Cassandra Kane originally swallowed a diamond containing Black Mask's D-Picks, um, it was <laughs> said that reshoots removed the that plot point altogether and replaced its contents with the secret to gaining the Bertinelli fortune. Uh, what's arguably more interesting is when is what Yan said to Suicide Squad director David Ayer after he explained the tone of his 2016 movie was supposed to, what his tone was supposed to be. She responded with, "I'm so sorry that this happened to you, David. I know the pain." Okay, so I need to break this down for you guys because it, it'd be a ton for Michael to read. Okay. So there's like a movie, like I said, scooper person who broke the news about the D-Pick thing storyline. I remember because we, we talked about it. We talked about it like, yeah, last year or something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then um, the story was that that was in it and they did the reshoots and took it out, you know? And um, it was because it leaked and there was backlash at they took it out because people thought it was dumb right? and weird. Um, but then Kathy Yen started fighting with this person, the leaker on, on Twitter saying like, no, that's not how it happened. That's not true. And then it eventually devolved into her saying like, well, it was a picture, but it was on a statue he had. It was, he had like, like black mask had like a statue of David made of him and he wasn't happy with the size of his part on the statue. Wow, and then Cassandra Kane swallowed, and they, and then Kathy Ann said they replaced that storyline with ADR after, but they didn't shoot mm. additional scenes to fix it. It was a whole thing, but like there was she, they went around with like, no, that never happened. To, well, it did happen, but it was like this, but it was art. But it was, I don't know, it was just bizarre. It sounded like her cuts or her edits were good, in my opinion. Like what the things that Warner Brothers took out were like the right call. 
Yeah, I I, I, I agree a, with that. I just don't like the narrative that like any studio involvement ever is a bad thing. Right. You know what I mean? No, I I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Like um, we can't have a lawless land. No, I mean there has to be some oversight, right? This isn't an art house movie. Wow. Um, Ari Aster. Yeah. <laughs> um, Disney may be considering bringing Mulan straight to digital to maximize potential earnings. Um, I'm not going to read this whole thing because um, we're already running a little long. That's that's um, the story. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> um, so that's kind of a surprise, I guess. Uh, we, we we this is one of the movies that we thought wouldn't get moved to digital only, but. If it's looking like theaters aren't going to be open, time to get the money where you can, I guess. I mean, it's sad, but... Yeah, I'd be okay with it. I mean, I, I wasn't married to seeing this movie in theaters anyway. I was Same. looking forward to it in theaters. More, no, I'm not a huge Mulan fan anyway. But it might have some cool visuals. Like, that might no. help. No, it won't? Okay. Um... Wolfman finds its star in Ryan Gosling. Well, let's go. Bad Education's Corey Finley among directors for consideration. Um, that's exciting. Um, so there's a new Wolfman um, remake coming up. Um, I guess we're, uh, the studio has been holding virtual meetings with several directors over the past month and is expected to make a decision on who will ultimately take the helm relatively soon. No frontrunner has emerged, but bad, bad education director Corey Finley is rumored to be among those in consideration. Gosling's take on Wolfman was among the first to gain some serious traction and aligned with Universal's new post-Invisible Man vision for their monster movies. In addition, Wolfman to Wolfman, Universal is also actively developing Elizabeth Banks's The Invisible Woman, um, Karen Kusama's Dracula, Dexter Fletcher's Renfield. That's awesome. I'm here for a Renfield movie. Uh, and Paul Feig's The Dark Army. I want a Renfield movie. That's what I want. I love that. Um, that that's cool. Um, I, I can see. I like how we're in a post-invisible Invisible Man world where it's I not love stupid it dude. anymore. I love it. It's like, look, we can make a good. We can make these movies not terrible. I mean, all it needed was one movie. The one to change them all. Right. Well, they had one bad and one good, so I guess they learned their lesson. You know? Right. Make them good. Make them good. <laughs> um, upgrade sequel TV series in the works at Blumhouse with director Lee Winnell attached. Um, deadlines reporting this. Um, there's going to be a uh, sequel television series for Upgrade as writer-director uh, Lee Winnell attached as co-creator and executive producer alongside Tim Walsh, who will serve as the showrunner. Uh, Winnell will also return to direct, but it's not clear whether he will helm just the pilot or the entire first season. Um, that's exciting. Um, Speaking of I, Invisible Man. Yeah. I actually have not seen Upgrade. I need to. Dude. Oh, so good. Yeah. Really I, good. I know you guys really like it. but um, So, I mean, that's that, that's all good news. It's Blumhouse, it's Lee Winnell, and it's a property that is good. So, excellent. Um Warner Brothers reportedly planning another movie featuring Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn will return in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, but um, if a new report from the DCEU mythic is to be believed, Warner Brothers is already mulling over what comes next for Margot Robbie's antihero. We could we could get on one of these things. DCU mythic no, is, right? is mul- the report is DC's thinking about putting Margot Robbie in another Harley Quinn movie. Duh. Um, <laughs> The site doesn't provide any specifics regarding to what the studio's plans are for the character. Shocker. But it could be a solo movie or another Birds of Prey ensemble. One extremely likely, 
likely possibility is that we'll finally get the Gotham City Sirens spinoff. Um, so it could be a solo or a group. Yes. And it or, could, it's a movie. It could be a movie, yes. Yes. It's, well, yeah, it's going to be a movie, but it could be a solo Harley movie or a Birds of It might be movie, all of them. Or the previously announced Gotham City Sirens. So, you know. All right, this is this is it. We got to get on. We got to get on this. We got to get on oh. this news. I mean, but are people actually clicking on this? Like in the article, yes. is anybody going to DCEU Mythic? It makes the rounds when, like, when you quote break a story, it gets on all these other websites, and that's how you get the clicks. Story. How hard can it be? Clicks. Let's do it. Let's let's say we interviewed someone, or we have okay. a, a source. A yeah, we have a source, source at Warner Media. Yeah. No, we have a source. We, at, uh, Maximilian, right? <laughs> We need something really like scandalous, so. Right. Um, Chris Hemsworth is actually dropping out of playing Thor, and it's not going to be played by Liam Hemsworth. <gasps> Bad. Um, speaking of Thor, Thor Ragnarok star Kate Blanchett closes deal to play Lilith in Eli Roth's Borderlands movie. I I believe cool. it when I see it. Um, this is confirmed now, though. It was no, a rumor no, before. No, not not her playing Lilith, but Eli Roth releasing a Borderlands movie. I don't buy. That's it. crazy, bro. It's okay. gonna be blood bloody. <laughs> Eli Roth got shelved after Hostel Two tanked. Uh, and no, he had that one movie, The Green Room, or something, right? No, he had The Green Inferno, and that was Green Inferno. Thank you. It was a Jesus. very, th- very limited release, and I liked that movie though. Either way, Eli Roth I, is. I don't. I, I see don't what know. you mean. This sounds like one of those movies that never gets made. Yeah, it does. It sounds like. I, I'll be very surprised if this movie comes up, um, comes out. But uh, that, I mean, that she's a good cast for that. She's a good. But maybe uh, she's what they role. need to make it. Like, what else do you need now? You know, you got her. So, right. What more incentive do you need to make the movie? Um, Sonic the Hedgehog sequel officially in the works, as we Ooh. announced earlier. Um, huh. They've been given the go-ahead to uh, make a sequel to the recent smash hit Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, with director Jeff Fowler and writers Pat Casey and Josh Miller all set to return. So, I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, they set it up for sequel. They had Tails show up at the end, and it was mm-hmm. better than it should have been, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go see it. I'll go see Sonic Two, as long as he's doing the, the second one. As long as he's doing this on the poster, like on the video game, like uh, on no. the cover for Sonic Two, he's you know got the two fingers up. Um, More Jim Carrey, please. Yes. Um, Dark Phoenix director, oh boy, we're still talking about this. Um, director Simon Kinberg <laughs> says it would be, quote, exciting to direct an X Men movie in the MCU. Sure. I mean, I love the X Men, he said when IGN asked if he would be open to rebooting the heroes for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That would be exciting. One of the things the MCU does so well, and I have such a profound respect as a fellow filmmaker and then just as just a fan, is that they, re- they are really loyal to the comics. They're very unafraid of more of a more supernatural or science fiction tonality to their movies. They don't feel like they need to ground them so much in a sort of physics-based reality. I think there's something very great and liberating and spectacular about that. So this is a headline saying saying that uh, implying that this could ever happen. <laughs> right. I just think it's more shocking that he has the audacity to say that he would do that again. Right. You know. Right. Like he had two two shots. Like. Also, there was a headline that in the same interview, he revealed that Azazel, remember him from um, X-Men First Class? Yes. Is 
Mystique's father, but then he, but she never got to figure that out in the movie. I was like, what? Like he's okay. just saying things that he thoughts that he had. Right. That doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Um, I hate him. I want yes. him to drop off the face of the earth. Oh, it was rude to do it again to a second time, and to imply that you would do it a third <laughs> now time. Now he needs a third time. Right. I would become like Snyder Cut level crazy on Twitter if it if like MCU announced that Simon Kinberg was doing a, a Dark Phoenix movie or something. Oh God, never. I would I would rent the billboards. I do the GoFundMe's. Elite <laughs> Army. The billboard. The billboard. I would up. do it. Um, Henry Cavill reportedly in talks to reprise his role as Superman, but it won't be in Man of Steel too. Um, why are we still doing this? Why are we still it's the news, Michael? He has to why are you so salty? Why does? Can we just get a new Superman? No, I want Henry Cavill no. to stay. Okay. No, we're just gonna need to wash our hands of all the Zack Snyder stuff and just move on. What about Gal Gadot? Nope. Well, he didn't. That's not that's not her fault. But he he chose that. That's his universe. All right. Well, then she's got to go. Okay. Throw the baby <laughs> out with the bathwater. Yep. You got to do it. Um. So I don't know what he's going to be back for. Um. Po- presumably an extended role in another upcoming DC adventure. Yeah. Let's not call them films or adventures. Um. Who cares? I don't know. I know people are excited. I care. I know you care. But. Just make another Witcher. I don't care about this. Corojo. Um, Witcher isn't even all that great anyway. But like, uh, I'd rather watch more. No, Witcher. but season two can be so much better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, is this is this exciting for you, Dylan, or is this like? I'm excited. So, look at him more. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it, that's it. That's um, it. It's not his acting talent. Come on. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol will be the only DC Universe series on HBO Max, reveals um, Content Chief. Um, quote, this, uh, that is evolving, but there were high-end series that the DCU produced that felt like budgetarily we could handle from a business model better and bring along and service that swath of fans. What is that quote? It's wild <laughs> phrasing. Um, Doom Patrol was a show we identified that had deep love for it and tucked right into our portfolio. So meaning they don't like any other stuff that the DCU put out. I know, right? That's shady. I mean, that's <laughs> the like only, only one, one that... show was good enough. Well, that was so... the only show that sort of had like universal acceptance, I think, right? I mean, and that it wasn't garbage and the rest were, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, some people really vocally loved Swamp Thing, you know, even though Yeah, I'm, okay, yeah. Well, I didn't watch that one, so I can't say but um, I mean, and Harley's good, but I think it's more just Titans that they're comparing it to. Right. HBO Max content chief, speaking of this, um, says Green Lanterns will be a step up from CW shows with production values. Well, I should hope so. Um, huh. Road work ahead. Greg Berlanti, who is producing Green Lantern series for HBO Max, has done a lot of really great, uh, has, done, has done a lot of really quality DC fare for the CW. These will not be that, he confirms. Um, these will be the next step up in production value. You can expect the highest level of cinematic production values on these shows. That's the same projects we've announced uh, with JJ. Uh, How is it one step up and highest level? Yeah, I like mean, you need ten steps to get yeah, to the highest level no from CW. Yeah, I don't. I think that's again. I think it'll be a very long while before we see this Green Lantern show. It's still reassuring, though. Though, like, that I would hope that it would be better than CW. 
right? Like, at least someone acknowledged it. Um, American Horror Story Season 10 delayed as spinoff series is confirmed by FX. Um, Ryan Murphy is launching a new anthology series called American Horror Stories um, that is set to premiere on FX. The, the new project is a spinoff from the original series, American Horror Story. Uh, the show will be uh, weekly and feature a new storyline in each episode. It's a neat idea. Cool. I'm not, I don't love the name because like, oh, are you watching American Horror Story or American Horror Stories? You know, not a fan of that. But um, yeah, they should have had a new name. Yeah, um, I haven't been keeping up with the show. I watched the first three seasons. I think Coven was the last one that I saw. I try every season, and it hasn't been good in the past few. Mm. Because the last one was like '80s themed slasher flick. I was really it seems like it should it. be right up my alley. It wasn't good. Mm. Um, I'm going to do these last two news articles out of order because one of them I think is the better one to uh, end with. Um, Labyrinth sequel in the works with Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson attached to helm. Uh, Scott Derrickson recently parted ways with Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness due to creative differences, but the filmmaker has now signed on to helm another sequel set in a mind-bending alternate dimension. According to the deadline, the director will take on the sequel of Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Um, Okay. I mean, I don't see why not. I'm okay with that. He's not like that visionary of a director. To, no, honest, hardly. Like, but. Um, but I'm okay with a new Labyrinth movie. Um, you don't need David. Why Green not? Thoroughly. Um, Warner chairman on Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's, yes, three Zack Snyder Justice League <laughs> related stories tonight. Um, he says, quote, I wish it was just $30 million. Um, when Recode Media podcast holder Peter Kafka no relation, I'm sure, said he's heard that Zack Snyder's Justice League would cost around $30 million to complete. <laughs> Chairman Bob Greenblatt responded, quote, I wish it was just $30 million. We had to go to the unions to get certain things clear with them about what we were doing. He continued, is the Snyder Cut a new movie or is this a recut? There's lots of complexity that the fan community doesn't know about. Yeah, this is they're, they're spending way more money on this movie than... I I I think they they should not have announced this movie until it was done. Yeah, like, most definitely. Before they realized, Mistake. yeah, because now they absolutely cannot back away. What if they do? Yeah. What if they just like that would no, make me so kidding. happy. That made me so happy. Just Can you imagine all the billboards that would go up. I mean, I want to see this movie because I know it's going to be a massive train wreck, <laughs> and it's going to be four hours of garbage. But I want to see it. I really do. Um, and I, I'd like to say I'll go in with an open mind, but I, I definitely won't. I will be, I am prejudging this movie. This going to be terrible. I mean, you can't go in with a closed mind when you've seen the movie already. I have seen this movie. I've seen, well, I mean, I saw Justice League, which is not what this is. It's different. Yeah. yeah um, it's so different. I mean, I can't speculate on what, how much money they're going to spend on this movie, but, uh, another 50, another 50 on top. So 80 or yeah. 80? Okay. I mean, they're going to advertise the hell out of this thing, right? They got to get... Oh, yeah. I mean, bro, it's coming out with HBO Max, dog. That, that'll be the quote. Bro, it's coming out with HBO Max. HBO Max been out. I know. No, 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 no. It's not released until next year. Oh, boy. This... I'm, I, I don't want to talk about Justice Zack Snyder's Justice League ever again, but I'm sure... I miss having be- Marvel news. I know, right? Not like this may resume production and this is stopping production. Like that's all we've gotten 
and Star Wars casting. All we do, all we talk about is Star Wars casting and DC news. I know. What it's if we had a Marvel podcast? What do we do? We would backlog, go review. <laughs> I don't even know. We'd go review old Marvel. Eyes of the Silver Surfer. All right, guys, we're going to do a full month on the Fantastic Four franchise. You know, uh, that'd be it. I don't know what we would do. I mean, I'm down. But anyway, um, anyway. that's going to do it for us this week. Um, make sure you guys, uh, so you know, I'll, we'll give you a, a tip on what the show is next week. We're going to be reviewing the original Candyman. Since that was the movie we were supposed to be reviewing, the new Candyman. Uh, what better way to make ourselves sad about not seeing the new movie than by watching the original one? My first time seeing it. Awesome. Um, I've seen it multiple times, uh, so I'm a little biased. I do like it quite a bit. This will be my first time watching it. Excellent. I'm excited. So it is on Netflix if you want to watch it. Um, Not with us, but if you want to watch it and get ready for the show so you can not have any spoilers uh, for a 20-plus-year-old movie, you know, uh, (laughs) go nuts. But it is on Netflix, and it is definitely worth your time. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us this week. Later, guys. This is Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. See you next time.